Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Outlaw Lawyer. We're here to bring you the wildest legal advice this side of the Mississippi. We've got the legal badasses that will take on any case and trust us, they'll fight tooth and nail to get you what you deserve. I'm your moderator, Morgan Patrick, and joining me are the legal gunslingers themselves, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, and Cassandra Nicholas. They're not typical legal eagles. They're the outlaws of the legal system. They're here to answer your questions and trust us they don't hold back so if you've got a problem with the law or just a curious question about legal proceedings give us a call we've got the answers and we're not afraid to give them so buckle up folks because this show isn't for the faint of heart it's the outlaw lawyer and we're ready to take on the legal system one question at a time we're back right after this and now outlaw lawyer Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyer. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, Cassandra Nicholas. They are all here and they're here to talk legalese. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, where you can find them during the week. Managing partners, Josh and Joe. Pricing attorneys here in North Carolina. And again, offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. Of course, Cassandra is remoting in from Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation that you're facing, I've got a phone number for you because you can always get some answers. Here's the number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly, what that call is about, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And also, you can send us questions at questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those on a future program. Gentlemen, uh, we got a lot of questions, and you guys are really into the chat bot. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, I, the Joseph got me into the chat, the chat GPT. I wish they'd give it like a cutesy name or something, you know, but uh, we just have to say chat GPT. But Joseph got me into it. I've been making it right everything, and I was thinking about what we do for the show, and I saw that news article. Uh, I had seen it, and Cassandra pointed it out too. Uh, the chat GPT just past what was it what was it cassandra in the top 10 percent of bar takers with its new version and that's that's multi that's that's a um, uh, multiple choice questions in the essay i believe so yeah yeah the whole thing yeah so the the new version of chat gpt has, has been released and it's you know a million trillion times better than the last version and so i saw all of these people doing stuff with it and it inspired me so i let chat gpt write our intro. So if yeah. you heard if you heard Morgan's intro, that cheesy, was cheesy, cheesy voice. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Chat GPT writing us a shock jock style intro. So that got us going this morning. And then we're way overdue for our listener question show where we just kind of take listener questions. And I have uh, quote unquote real listener questions, but just to keep us on theme, I thought it'd be interested uh, interesting if Chat GPT fired out what it thought listener questions should be. So we have 30 questions generated by chat GPT after being prompted and letting them know we've got a call in radio show, call in podcast where we answer, uh, we're attorneys, North Carolina attorneys. And we answer listener questions. What would you ask? And bammo in a couple of seconds, we had 30 questions. So, uh, Joe, that's what I thought we'd fight through today, man. We're really on the cutting edge <laughs> of, uh, radio shows, especially, legal radio shows in the triangle. I don't, I don't think we've had, I don't think there's been many that have taken robot questions. 
And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how we're doing today. That's how good we are. We're blindly. The next step in our, our evolution is going to be just letting the robot answer its own questions. <laughs> no, plugging the next, it into the, the voice generator, and then we can just hang out, man. I was going to say feedback. the next step is just let the chatbot do the show, and you guys can hey, just where, yeah, exactly. go play golf. Exactly. I uh, I got I, you know I was asking it to do this, and then I also asked it to. Um, Chat GPT, I gave it a prompt. I wanted it to write a, a scripted 30-minute comedy sitcom about a law firm. And it, it it came up with a cast of characters with backstories and episode, and it, it called it Legally Hilarious. That was the name of the show. But I could just and we're shooting it this summer. That's right. I, I, we're gonna we're gonna shut down the law firm. We're gonna we're gonna go straight into production of legally hilarious by chatbot GPT. I'm sick of I'm sick of the law, man. I'm ready to act. <laughs> Flex my acting chops. But it gave it gave like ten episodes and like synop. What's the plural of synopsis? Synopsis. Synopsis. Yeah. Ask the robot. It'll tell you the, the pronunciation. <laughs> Look, man. School's irrelevant. You don't need anything, man. Somebody just you needs need to show you how to work yeah. chat. GPT and spell enough you, words to make a coherent <laughs> sentence to the chat robot and uh, let it ride. Man. You probably just talk to to talk to text it. You know what I'm saying? You're working this this chat robot to death, man. What are you doing for the robot? You just uh, this is how the robots get angry. And this is how they, <laughs> they start to uprise, man. The uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like having the the chat GPT write our qu- listener questions today is a lot like. Uh, being in like season eight of like a comedy sitcom where they just like run out of ideas. So they just give the kid like a robot or something, you know, they just make up these wacky storylines cause they're out of real stuff. You know, I feel like oh, we definitely wh- have a lot of real ideas. That's not why we, do this. <laughs> we have, we've got a wealth of idea. We are just doing this one just because you know what chat GPT can't do. No, <laughs> can't play basketball. You you say that, but uh, yet. <laughs> yet. yeah, yeah. We get these physical robots, and I'm just gonna instead of you know when I when I go to the park and I get beat down when I'm old and I can't play anymore, I'm just gonna type into my robot, go and, and dunk on these guys <laughs> at the park. Me. Yeah, and, I saw somebody. I saw somebody again. There's this whole. I was on. Uh, I was on Twitter this morning. And there's these whole streams like showing you what the new version of ChatGPT can do, mm. and they were all super impressive, right? They were all really impressive. You can't, I can't believe it. But the one that got me the most, I think it's because, well, the, the one that got me the most is somebody got ChatGPT to program a working version of Pong, right? And you guys are young, uh, but but that was the most amazing thing I've seen. At that, like I was, I don't know how old it was, five, six, seven, and somebody showed me Pong, right? You know. You know what Pong is. Yeah, yeah. Cassandra knows what Pong is. I, I know what Pong is. I know Morgan knows. Yeah, it's digital ping pong. But I remember seeing that in like a kid's basement when I was like six years old and getting to play it. And I was like, this is the pinnacle of technology, right? It'll it never be better than It'll this. never be better than Pong. Yeah. And for those at home who don't know what Pong is, Pong was just, it was a machine you plugged into your TV. There was no cartridges. There was no games. You just played Pong. And it's like two lines and a ball. Yeah, and kids played it. And the ball is a square. Yeah. yeah kids played it like eight ball. hours a day. You could, it had variable speeds. You could, you could change the difficulty. But I saw all these amazing things that, that it had done. And in my mind, coding a working game of Pong, it just impressed me more than anything. And that made me think like, I don't know if anything will ever, that was just so impressive to me as a kid. I don't know that anything will ever go past that. It doesn't matter what you do, right? It'd just be like, well can you code pong? Cause that's really, that's really impressive. Like a seven year old, if it's like my seven year old, my eight year old did that. I'd be like, man, that's really impressive. If like an 80 year old did that, I'd be like, Hey man, that's really impressive. Like 
it doesn't matter how easy it will be. That will always, it's like I'm locked in that spectrum. I just wanted you guys to know that. Locked on the spectrum, man. I don't know. That's that's the way I phrase that. Well, that's <laughs> that. That's my gauge for yeah, any yeah, type. I get it. I get it. All right, all right. Hey, all right. basketball. Now, now, now you're yeah. going to talk about basketball. Yeah, let's go back get, to basketball. We got the pong. Because you said that Chatbot GPT can't play basketball, so that's equal to currently the University of North Carolina men's basketball program because they can't play basketball either. That's a sick burn from you, Morgan. <laughs> they're, they're, they're done. <clears throat> As a as a state fan, I'm I'm accustomed to the NIT. We've embraced the NIT. You know, I was surprised at that decision, uh, Morgan. Since you brought that up as a yeah. Carolina fan, I thought Morgan, that- as a, as a Carolina fan, here's what I can't figure out. There's to me, there's been a lot of conflicting information coming out. Mm. Where you've had you've had a couple of the players saying that they weren't given the choice. I think you've had Hubert Davis say that they they were given the choice and declined. That, that's what's confusing to me. Like, what's the what really happened? There? Well, I, no, I, I just I've seen the comments from Coach Davis and 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 Hubert basically said they were done. And I, I think that goes, uh, you know, to what's going on inside that locker room or what was going on inside that locker room. Players weren't playing. And, um, you know, it was fr- very frustrating. And they're, and they're moving on. Uh, they've already had players jump into the portal. I mean, it's it's done. I mean, they're blowing that whole thing up. I didn't follow the Carolina season a lot. You know, I really just noticed when they played state, and I caught some of uh, the last Carolina Duke game. Mm. But I heard the big criticism all year was Schubert wasn't playing uh, playing the freshman or anything. Is there why why didn't they get run? Do you know? Well, they didn't. He didn't play the freshman. La- I mean, last year they they had a short rotation and it paid off for them. Right? Uh, like they, it worked they out. Went to the national. Well, championship. yeah, we gotta we gotta remember too that the, this team. Except Except for Brady Manick, um, you know, it's basically the same team that made that run. Um, and they just it's almost like they were waiting to flip the switch and the magic was just going to show up one day. And it just never did. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, sure. it, it's frustrating as a as a as a basketball fan to watch that kind of basketball, because, you know, on any given day, if they show up and they hit, you know, 35 percent of their three pointers, they're probably going to win the game. Well, yeah, you returned four starters from a team that went to the national championship. I mean, it's understandable why you would not. I mean, you're going to play those guys more than you're going to play your bench. But uh, you know, as a also as a basketball fan, had a different feeling, not frustration um, at, at watching it. Different kind of basketball fan than you, Morgan. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but it, it, look, man, let's let's not get lost. Yes, Carolina's not in the tournament, but it's still a fantastic time of the year. One of the best times of year. And um, well, I'm very and, much looking forward to and it. I, and I'll say this, you know, and I, I can't speak for the rest of Baby Blue Nation, but I, I want the ACC to do well. We got to. We I, got want, to. I want State to go deep. I want Duke to go uh, as far as they can. Uh, boy, the, the the brackets are not doing them any favors. There's there's some tough matchups coming up. Yeah, and the other thing about it is I, I think the ACC is vastly underrated, but I think that one of the tragic things is is virtually every ACC team has a pretty substantial injury. Um, Pitt is playing without uh, one of their best players. You've got uh, Virginia, no Vanderplas. You've got Miami, uh, Norshad O'Meara is injured. So yeah. no, no one's virtually no one's at full strength. Duke is at full strength. Um, but otherwise, I'll be very interested to see. I still think the ACC is going to do far better than what the uh, what the, the consensus in the national media was about that conference this year. I think they're going to surprise some people. But I'm a homer, man. I, I'm, I'm a <laughs> completely biased i don't usually go all in on the the past couple of years with all the disrespect the acc's got and i'm like all in on everybody yeah i want to see them i want to see like an all acc final four even though i know they doubled up acc teams and 
uh, it won't happen. I want to see, uh, I think when I was, I didn't really do a whole bracket cause I really just want to be able to root for States and States in it. I'm not doing a bracket, but do I thought, a bracket, man, come on. I thought there Let was the a robot do a bracket. For you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I thought, uh, there's a way where like what state and Houston can play. I think I saw that somebody do that. If you go through the bracket, there's a way that state and Houston, like, ah, a lot like, of storylines yeah, there, man. Yeah, Rich history. Yeah. Cassandra, who you got in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, Cassandra, I forgot <laughs> you're <laughs> here. <laughs> my my eyes just gloss over. I'm still thinking about you love about basketball, Cassandra. We'll talk basketball. about robots again. Yeah, she's gonna walk Especially, on the beach. That's what she's gonna do. Have you seen the videos of those robots? They have like the four legs and no head, and they're like elbow knees bend backwards yeah, and dogs. Can yeah, run and those. jump. Those are terrifying. I well, think they'll be able to play basketball soon. Well, they are They are terrifying. And you know what's really terrifying is a lot of times when those things get sold, they mount guns on them. Guns that, gonna, auto, guns that automatically you shoot guard, at you. How are you going to guard way less fun than robot dog basketball. with backwards knees playing basketball? <laughs> exactly. You got no shot. With, with guns. That would be with tough. With guns on it. Come on. <laughs> they always show the, send that thing to the park. chat GPT into its... Oh man! We'll slap Terminator the Hammer logo on the Terminator robot and send it to every local town park just to dominate, not shoot, but dominate kids in basketball. All right. Well, we're actually we're coming up against the break, but we're actually going to answer our Chat GPT generated. I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, but listener questions. They're uh, just like the ones I get from clients. They're all over the place. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to have some fun with that coming back on the other side. The outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, they're the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer, is joining us from that Moorhead City office. If you've got questions that you need answers and it's a legal situation, you can always call the firm, 800 659 1186. That's 800 659 1186. Leave your contact information briefly what that call's about, and an attorney will be in touch with you with answers to those questions. You can also email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. But again, coming back on the other side, we'll have the uh, chatbot GPT questions. We'll try to get to as many as we can. That's coming up next. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. Also, Cassandra Nicholas joining us from that Moorhead City office, an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. We are going to get into questions from a, I, I, I can't wait, chatbot GPT formulated uh, these questions for us. So, Josh, take it away. All right, we got a big list of questions. This uh, is not questions that we have reviewed ahead of time, so we're really taking these uh, taking these as they come, uh, courtesy of Chat GPT. Um, I, we're just going to go into the first one here, and I'm just going to read this question, and then uh, Cassandra, Joseph, you can jump in as you as you please. Rapid fire. We're going to rapid fire these what's guys. The, off? What's the sitcom where they just ask you a bunch of questions, and it's got like a time? Family limit. matters. I don't think that's a real no, game right. show. That is a real show, well, but uh, no, that's not that. It's a pyramid, right? It's a pyramid where you just get the questions and you have to, I mean, they're not like deep questions. It's like name a color. Whatever, whatever the, the show is, we'll do, we'll do that. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question number one. 
My neighbor built a fence that encroaches on my property. What can I do to get them to move it? A robot coming in with the heat right at the gate. <laughs> we, we get the neighbor calls a lot, right? We get the, my neighbor did this, my neighbor did that calls. And I will tell you before we get to the meat of this question, uh, you know, I always ask folks when they come in, because they're, you know, if they're talking to us, they're going to be spending some some attorney's fees. So I always try to figure out what the root problem is, you know, in talking to our potential client. But, uh, you know, it, it's terrible, you know, to live next to someone that, that you have a disagreement with, right, that you don't get along, they're right next door. Some of these lots here in Raleigh, you know, you're on point zero zero six of an acre, Um so I always ask, you know, have you, you know, have they, have you talked? I mean, sometimes you have a neighbor that you just can't talk to, but I always want to make sure there's been some effort to like bring and up. Usually, the, that's going to be this neighbor that's complaining about uh, something like this too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, have you talked to your neighbor? You know, you, the way this would come up normally is right. Somebody's gotten a survey, right? They're about to sell the house. Maybe they're about somebody's about to move in. But somebody's gotten a survey and they see that, hey, my neighbor over here on the on the east is uh, is encroaching. There's a fence encroachment. It's probably been there, you know, a, a while. Um, and so there's definitely some legal issues that presents. It's it's not devoid of, of merit for an attorney to discuss. But a lot of these things can usually be figured out if you've got two reasonable people on each side. And that doesn't always happen. But you can usually come to a, a, an agreement. Right. So there's there's two ways I approach this. One is if you've got two reasonable people. We talk about an encroachment agreement. Joe, you see those a lot. Yep, yep. We see them a lot. And um, it's, I, I guess it's an easier, better option. I don't know if it's a better option, but it's an easier option than usually going in and actually fixing the encroachment, moving a fence or moving a thing that's encroaching. Um, but yeah, we, we, we do see them a lot. And it's something that we draft up a lot of times in a pinch just to kind of get, get closing to the starting line. Um, and, and avoid, avoid further, you know, uh, uh, something that, that can kind of be dealt with in this way from becoming a bigger issue and kind of torpedoing an entire transaction. Yeah. I think the, I think the big legal issue is if someone's got a fence that's encroaching onto your property, the, i.e. they fenced in some of your property in certain places, you know, if that's been there for what, 21 years, right? There's a, there's a concern that maybe your neighbor will have maybe adversely possessed your property, uh, adverse possession being a way in, in certain circumstances where you can take control over someone else's property, get, get legal title to it through a, a, a court filing, but that doesn't happen a lot. But, but yeah, an encroachment agreement is usually going to say, Hey, the person encroaching is going to say, Hey, I'm not trying to adversely, uh, you know, uh, take your property. Um, and usually there's an agreement in there, like once the fence becomes dilapidated, needs to be replaced, you know, it'll be put in the right position, right? Usually it's only a temporary, you're just temporary allowing the encroachment, you know? Yeah, it's, it's basically an acknowledgement of it, just saying, I understand this is an encroachment, like you said, to defeat that adverse possession claim and, and essentially saying on request, you know, we can fix this at a later date. It's kind of kicking the can down the road in a sense, right? Just to, uh, to again... It, you're really worried about that adverse possession claim. That's the thing to, to primarily be concerned about, assuming that it's not a major encroachment. Now, if we're talking about a, a substantial en encroachment, something that's real, you know, a lot more cumbersome than a simple, you know, one inch fence overlap, then you're talking about a more litigious situation and having to take a different approach. But like you said, man, if you got, it, it's always better if you got reasonable people to go about it a reasonable, mutually agreeable way if possible. And even if they're not that reasonable, if they don't want to spend the money on attorneys, these these are the better options for sure. 
Yeah, you find out how mad you are at somebody when you get quoted attorney's fees, right? That's when you really figure <laughs> out, am I this mad at this person or can we can we come to some agreement? Because attorneys... Have you ever been pay $3,000 mad at someone before? <laughs> <laughs> very rarely. Sometimes, sometimes, but very... I'm $10,000 mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you definitely... It, it, you can always tell people taking a step back if they consult with us. I'm like, well, you could file a lawsuit. You know, you, you know, you could do this, you could do that. And then when you start pricing that stuff, you know... But anyway, all right, we got thirty of these. So I think that I yeah, think we, we got a rapid fire. I think we went too hard at that one. Yeah, man. we really. If we don't answer all thirty of this robot's well, questions, well, don't worry. The no next one, it's going to do. Yeah, we'll this is, tread lightly on the next. Yeah, one. Yeah, the next one I ain't got much much for it. But here's the next question: Chat GPT decided to answer uh, or ask us to answer. Um, I was injured on a cruise ship. Can I sue the cruise line for damages? And I'm going to see maybe. that robot backwards knee dog on the, the bow of the ship. Now. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, I'm going to give Cassandra this one tanning in the sun. Well, this is not a North Carolina specific question, and I am only buying North Carolina <laughs> in D.C. However, uh, this gets into whether it was the cruise line's fault you were injured or if it was your fault you were injured. Were you inebriated of your own volition and fell? That's not the cruise line's fault. Yeah, um, I think if we're yeah, I like I like that. If we're analyzing the cruise this, line has such delicious drinks, Cassandra, <laughs> and they they're free, I think, <laughs> and they're free. Yeah, on this cruise, on the robot cruise, they're free. <laughs> That's right. I, um, but where you sue them, you have to sue them like where the cruise headquarters are, and I don't think many are headquartered in North Carolina. Uh, I think we're going with our official answer. We sorry, sorry, robot, we can't help you with this one. <laughs> please, uh, please spare us your robot yeah, rage. Yeah, contact a, a robot the... cruise ship attorney for this one. Yeah, this is uh, which almost... is the thing. There's <laughs> cruiseshipattorneys.com. Oh wow, free advertisement. Hey, there you go. Uh. Free. Send us our money, cruiseshipattorneys.com. I was about to say, plug. this This is going to cross over into maritime law, right? What yeah. if you're, yeah, it does a little you're bit. in international waters, anything goes, right? We should do a maritime law show for all six people on the earth who would love that. I tell you what, if if watching The Simpsons for my whole life has taught me anything, like there's an episode of season where something illegal takes place, but they're in international waters, so it doesn't matter. Right, here's one episode where they have like a monkey fight where these monkeys are stabbing each other, but they're in international water. So anything goes, you know? Oh yeah. That comes up a lot on the Simpsons. That's just, that's just for you. All right. Well, we're, we're, we're cruising right over that question. Number three, number three, my, uh, number three, my ex spouse is refusing to follow the custody agreement. We agreed upon during our divorce. What can I do to enforce the agreement? So chat GPT's throwing the, throwing that one at us. Wants to, so in North Carolina, you can file a motion for contempt. They're they're in contempt of the order that the court's already issued. So yeah, they throw people in jail for that, legitimately. <clears throat> yeah, we you know we see that a lot. You know, I don't I don't spend a lot of time in our family law practice. We have some great attorneys who do who have been on the been on the show, but that's not where I live most of the time. But I do I do hear that you know that's something that happens. And the you know judges you get the judge that's a judge's order. You get judges involved. They can do all kind of bad things to you for violating an order of the court. Um, so in North Carolina, at least, that's very serious. And yeah, they can get you in jail. They can get you fined. You can forfeit uh, some of the time that you've you've got with your with your kids. There's all kinds of bad things that could happen. But I think I think that's our best answer to that one. I'm going to move on to number four. That was a slam dunk answer right there. I know. We, we know nice. that one. 
All right. I was fired from my job because of my race, but my employer is claiming that it was for a legitimate reason. How can I prove that this was discrimination? And so by God, they're being racist against robots now, man. What have we come to? The the chat, the chat GPT on this one is asking an employment law question. Employment law is a very specific area of law. And a lot of the attorneys who practice employment law, that's all they do. They don't do anything else. There's a lot of federal laws that are changing and, and policies. But I think we can pretty safely say that, you know, there's no, you know, federal law prevents you from being, you can't do that. Yeah. Is, this is, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, You can't do it. And of course, if the, if the, if your employer, employer can, did have a legitimate reason and they do have proof that you were actually a bad employee, you have to overcome that with your proof of their discrimination based on race. So, and, and you've got we're, we're talking about a, an at will employment state too, where you can you can be fired for any reason in the absence of a contract, other than a reason that violates public policy. But when you talk about race, that is specifically a thing that would violate public That's policy, right. being yeah. being terminated for race. So that is that falls squarely into the wheelhouse of you cannot fire someone for this reason. That's right. If you're not, if you don't have a contract, you know, or you're not, you know, it's not a union. If you're just, if I just hire you to work at the law firm and you come in, you talk about how much you hate NC State, and you make a bunch of Wolfpack jokes, I can just fire you. Yeah, uh, that's not a public policy reason. That's Hating right. the Wolfpack, very <laughs> valid reason to be fired. But you know, most most competent, you know, most most workplaces have HR. You're going to get written up. You know, they, they should be able to demonstrate, you know, if they have a legitimate reason for firing you, they should be able to prove it. And that doesn't mean it's still not race based, but it's going to you're going to have to prove that, like Cassandra said. And so you have to build that case. Um, and, and again, employment law, very, very specific, ever changing uh, practice area. But, uh, yeah, you can't do that. If this person's right and they got fired because of their race, that's a huge no, no, violates tons of federal laws. That should never happen. All right, we're moving on to the next one. I've already these aren't numbered, so I've already forgotten what number we're on. Number ugh. six. Six. We're gonna call it six. six yeah, we'll call it. Six. I think we skipped one, but yeah, I'm it's, it's five. All it's right. five. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Chat GPT is not so smart. Can't even number its questions. Can't even number its questions. Right, Wait till no, Chat GPT five comes out. <laughs> Number five. I was recently arrested for drug possession, and the drugs weren't mine. Can I still be convicted? Were you in possession? Was it in your pocket? Yeah, I don't think Chat GPT really thought this one through here. <laughs> nah, man, it's not that the charge isn't possession of your drugs. <laughs> like you could be, I could be selling you drugs, Josh. Theoretically, well, we've had, we've had like, these are Josh's drugs. I just haven't handed them. Off to you, you know? <laughs> That's not a good defense. We uh, we've had, of course, this is something that comes up a lot in our in our criminal division, right? We get this case where somebody's in a car. Uh, maybe the car ends up getting searched and there's drugs under the back seat. There's drugs in the trunk, drugs in the, you know, the dad. What do you call the what do you call where you're like back what do you in the call day? That hidden place in your car where you store drugs. <laughs> the glove box. That's right. That's right. The drug box. That's what they do. No, but the, where we, I was going to say where people back in my day used to keep maps and ice scrapers. Nah, I don't know what maps, goes in there now. Maps with crack in them. <laughs> But yeah, but that that could definitely happen, right? You gave a ride to somebody, they they left some drugs in your car, maybe they're not yours. Uh, but yeah, you're going to have to fight that, you know, if it's close enough to you where you can control the area, there's all kinds there's all kinds of case law on 
you know, either for prosecutors trying to prove they were yours or, you know, defense attorneys trying to prove that they were not yours. You did not, you know, you did not know it was there. Like if it's in your pocket or something, you know, you got to, you got to uphill climb. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, it can, man, you know, depending on the amount of drugs, this can be something, you know, this could be a misdemeanor or this could be a serious, serious felony. So this argument takes place a, a lot. But um, so I guess the answer to this question is, can I still be convicted? Yeah. Yeah. I guess in certain situations you could still be convicted if you can't offer uh, convincing proof that they were not yours, you know? So, all right. Uh, let's see. Well, it looks like we're up against a break. So we just finished question number five. We're not doing very good on our trip through these 30 questions. So we'll speed it up next segment. All right. Well, the outlaw lawyer, we've got more questions coming up on the other side. Just a reminder, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. Cassandra Nicholas is joining us from that Moorhead City office. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you've got some questions you need answers to, you can always call the firm. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact info briefly what the call is about an attorney will be in touch and also you can email your questions to the show questions at the we'll answer those on a future program we're back with more questions right after this And the Outlaw Lawyer. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer. They're your hosts. Also joining us on the program from Whitaker and Hamer, Cassandra Nicholas. She's remoting in from the Moorhead City office. And speaking of locations, offices pretty much everywhere. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and the aforementioned Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. If you've got a legal situation, you can always call the firm. We're doing questions today. Uh, interesting because they are coming from the chatbot GPT. Uh, Josh asked the uh, the bot to give us some questions, and they are answering them for you today on the program. But if you've got your own set of questions, you can always call the firm. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. Josh, Take it away. All right. On our list, on our list of questions, we're up to question, uh, I guess, six. I'm calling it six. My landlord is raising my rent by an unreasonable amount. What can I do to fight the increase? Waiting about that one, Cassandra. Some states do have limits on the amount rent can be raised. They're rent controlled states like X percent per year is what the rent can be raised. North Carolina is not one of those states. Um, So if you're in the term of a valid lease where you have a set rent amount and they're raising it during the term of that lease, then you could have some recourse. But if you are, you've already moved on to month to month or your lease is running out and they're asking you to renew at the higher amount, you can negotiate or move. Yeah, find another house. That's what Find another place to rent. You know, it's amazing when I was younger and I was a tenant, you know, the landlord's always the bad guy, right? You know, always 
not repairing things or not or raising your rent, right? Doing doing something you don't want them to do. And then one day it kind of flips and you you, you kind of side. It's like you side with the landlord a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Star Wars where... Spoken like a landlord. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know. Finish your Star Wars thought. I want to hear that. Well, it's like Star Wars. Like when you're younger, you, you're always on the rebellion side. You're like, yeah, you know, and then you get older and you're like, hey, man, these guys are just trying to keep the peace, right? Maybe are Darth, you really? Darth whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you shifting to the dark side <laughs> as you're like older? Like, you're floating around. Look, I'm just saying, if you look at if you look at Star Wars from like a perspective of like, uh, you know, what what would you what would you do if you had like the rebellion like here in Raleigh, like a wrecking shop blowing up stuff? I I don't know, man, but let's not we don't have to kill the kids, man. They killed the kids. Oh, well, I'm not. Yeah, I just meant in general. I'm, I'm just in yeah. general. You Let's know? go on record. We're not advocating. Like a light no. dark side. Like a gray side. Wiping out a, a young school of Jedi boys. I think Cassandra just Ewoks. Coined. I mean, I, think about those cute Ewoks. You're talking about siding with a, a group of people that are shooting little teddy bears. I think about it. You know what? I don't know why I thought about it. Think about a rabid Ewok. What does that look like? Just well, coming at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. At your know. knees. They're small. Playing yeah, basketball. Coming at you hard, man. I saw, uh, I, I wish I could give this guy, I, I want to get, before I do this, I want to give Cassandra credit because she just, I think she just uh, invented a term I think is going to gain some traction on our show, the gray side. Not the dark side, ah, yeah. not the rebellion. But there's probably a lot of people out there that were like, look, man, I just want to live my life on my farm on Tatooine. I don't want to yep, get involved. Yep. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to do the gray side, but I saw a guy, God, I, I wish I could remember his Twitter handle or something, but, um, he's, he's Bob used, seven, eight, nine, two, two, three. <laughs> I, like, I like to give people the credit when I, but I saw this guy and he's been doing these AI, he's, he gets these different ideas. And so he's having AI do, do art, like draw certain things. And so he did the, uh, he did every president as a professional wrestler. And he got AI ah. to draw it. It's fantastic, man. It was it, like it, it it entertained me for way longer than it should the other is it, day. Uh, is it uh, Cam Harless? Maybe. I don't know. I think that's him because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at uh, George Washington. It's fantastic. George Washington. He's so swollen and ripped, man. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. The Taft. These, these the, 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 what was the big heavy president? Was that, was that Taft? I don't what? know, but Thomas Jefferson looks like a stud. If you find the one that's like notoriously was like a big guy who like died in the bathtub, like they have I'm him as like this right huge now. like mountain of a man. Martin hey. Van Buren looks like he would give you the business, man. If you hadn't Google that, you should Google that. I, I would like yeah, hopefully that's the we gave that guy enough credit for his uh, his yeah, use. Cam harmless for yeah. sure. That's who it is. Unless multiple. Times <laughs> it. But, um, All right, we got this. Is great. We got another question. I was injured <laughs> on a construction site. Can I sue the contractor for damages. This is a lot like the cruise ship question, I think, Cassandra. Although it can be North Carolina specific. This is definitely a maybe. Like, yeah, like the cruise ship. Is it your fault or is it their fault? Were you supposed to be there? Did you sign an indemnity agreement that says, if I enter mm. this work site and I'm injured, that's my problem? Right. Um, yeah, these so are this tr- is a really fact-based fact question. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Very fact so specific maybe. because it could go either way depending on the, the set of facts. Yeah, this is a good time to remind everybody that North Carolina is still in a true negligent state, right? So if you're negligent at all in your injuries, you're not going to be able to recover. It's not like New York or California where it's more comparative negligence where if you're 40% at fault, you can get 40% of your damages. This is uh, you contributed, right? If you did anything to contribute to the negligence, um you're out, man. You're not going to be able to recover because it was partly your fault. So, yeah, so this ends up being a negligence question. And then I guess, like Cassandra said, it could be a contract question if you signed a waiver or some something else saying that, you know, I know there's risk, but I'm still willing to do this for this pay. And 
I, I write contracts for for construction contractors, landscape contractors, and I add that clause in there. So if it's one of my contracts, you're in trouble. <laughs> All right. Question number eight. We're moving along here. Question number eight. I good question number eight. Never mind. My my employer is not providing me with the proper accommodations for my disability. What can I do to enforce my rights? And this is another question that that deals with a very specific area of law. Um, and and this is one uh, you know disability law is one that again is a lot of federal laws, a lot of um, you know bureaucratic guidelines. There's a lot of minutia in there, and and the lawyers that practice in that field stay up to date on that. Um, and I, I don't think but any, we don't, we don't No, that, that is an area you'll eventually, you know, if we ask us enough questions like chat GPT here, you'll find the areas of practice that our firm, while we're, we can help you in a lot of different areas. Um, that's not one that we, we spend a lot of time on. So I'm going to answer that question, Cassandra, unless you have any, any insight, I was going to answer it with, you know, you can sue. Right. Yeah. And, and we're going to refer you out, robot. We're going to refer you to somebody who does it for, you know, who, who specializes in this area. Yeah, you'll run, you know, there's uh, our firm doesn't, you know, immigration is a very specialized field. We don't really handle uh, that for folks. Bankruptcy is a very specialized field. There's all these there's these fields where that's, you know, that has to be what you eat and breathe every day to to really serve a client the way you need to serve a client. So, yeah, we're going to punt question number eight because I'm just not knowledgeable enough to to answer it. And I know Joseph's not, so we're going to skip it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, my only thought on that is that I, I know it involves reasonable accommodations. So one of the weighing factors will be whether whether or not the accommodations you're seeking are reasonable according to all those very specific guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Number nine. I was injured in a motorcycle accident that was caused by a pothole in the road. Can I sue the city for damages? What do you think about that one, Cassandra? Truthfully, I'm I there's there's some amount of assumption of risk. But if you're able to prove like this has been an existing pothole that they've been made aware of and have made plans to fix but haven't like I think this is fact dependent, too. Yeah, it, yeah, what's it, up with all these fact-dependent uh, <laughs> questions from this this stupid robot? <laughs> That's think, what I'm saying. Just like the client questions, like I need so much more information before I can answer this. This is uh, the attorney at our firm who would be most qualified to answer this question is not with us today, so that that hurts us. But we we do have an attorney in our firm who who really looks at the personal injury, motorcycle injuries, things yeah, like that. Our motorcycle pothole guys. Uh, he's got the day off. <laughs> <laughs> he's on vacation. The um, but it depends on a lot of things. Like it maybe you'd have to prove you'd have a you'd have a burden of proof. Like if the pothole just came in overnight, of course, you know the the city is not negligent by not feeling that. So there's going to be a lot of facts that that go into that. But cities do have insurance, right? So cities do have insurance for things like these, and 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 there may be some way to recover there depending on the facts. But we got to stop using our fact specific loophole to get out of answering these questions. So we're going to keep that in mind going into question number ten. I was recently involved in a hit and run accident. What should I do? Well, you probably just go not run. I'd start there. Yeah, were you hit not the or did running, you run? You know? If you're not the runner, you know. I'm going to assume this person was hit. Uh, file right, a police right, report, file an insurance claim, see if there were witnesses, see if there were any cameras Bam. locally in the area. That's mm. a top-notch answer right there. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do some investigation work. But yeah, police reports the first thing you want, you want to file a police report. Hopefully, you got some insurance coverage that will will assist you. I'm getting the I'm getting the flag that we're we need to take a break. So we're we're up against a break. We'll be back with our list of hopefully no more negligence related questions. The outlaw lawyers Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Your host, pricing attorneys here in North Carolina, joined on the show by Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer out of the Moorhead City office. And speaking of locations, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. Again, if you've got a legal situation that you are facing and you need some answers to those questions, you. Can always call the firm 800-659-1186 that's 800-659-1186 leave your contact information briefly what that call is about an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and as always you can email your questions to the show we'll answer them on a future program questions at theoutlawlawyer.com we're back right after this Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're your hosts. They're also practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Joining us from the Moorhead City office, Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. Other offices that you can find very easily, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And if you've got that legal situation, you've got questions, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186, 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what that call is about, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And as always, email those questions. We'll answer them on a future program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And speaking of questions, we've got more. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not even halfway through this list, so I'm going to start skipping around. We we got a lot of negligence questions in a row here. Again, we did not prepare for these questions. These questions were, we thought that'd be the fun of it, right? Like a game show, we just get these questions and we have to we have to answer them. But some of them, some of them are a little repetitive. I'm, I'm having a blast though, man. I uh, all right, let's go. To, let's, I'm gonna go to this next question. So this is a good question here. My business partner is stealing money from the company. What can I do to stop them? What do you think about that one? I would hope I my business partner, uh, who I do radio with, that make for some foreshadowing. That would make some uncomfortable upcoming radio shows. You've been spending a lot of time talking to this robot, man. What does it know? I know we're like eight shows away from being like me, like being like, "Hey guys, I'm falling in love with ChatGPT." I'm leaving my wife. Officiate your your wedding to robot. Do it live on air. So this is this is like that hit and run question. So this is a crime. So you, one, you should if you have mm-hmm. it, you should make sure you have evidence of it. But I, you know, I would report this as a as a yeah, crime. We're gonna start with the police, right? That's um, your starting point for this one. And that's a tough one for the for the cops, right? That's a tough one. That's not like, hey, this guy took hundred bucks out of the register. This guy shoplifted. This is this is a tough one for the cops. You're gonna want to make sure you have your evidence. And and the cops may not, you know, the police may not be able to to do anything depending on how they investigate. We've seen, I've seen this play out before where it's something the cops wouldn't get involved with because they didn't feel comfortable about the level of proof. So they wouldn't charge a crime. So then you're left, um, you know, civilly, right? You'd sue your, you'd protect all the assets you can protect. You know, I would take affirmative action to protect the business Mm -hmm. assets and then, you know, sue change bank account passwords, like all of those immediate steps before you, or simultaneously with filing a report, like remove access to assets. So that yeah, you yeah, yeah. Stop if you, the 
flow. Yeah, if you feel that good about it, you feel that 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 it's happening and you feel like your evidence is solid. That's something you don't want to move on until you feel good about it because there's no going back from that. You don't want to be in the wrong. But, um, yeah, you'd file for, like, maybe a civil injunction. You know, that's what I've seen done in the past. We, we file and get an injunction, uh, protect assets that we can. And then there's there's ways you can, you know, if you can – if you have enough evidence to convince a judge, there's there's things you can do to freeze other assets and kind of stop the bleeding, and then and then look to recover because obviously that that that's illegal and, and there's civil claims for that kind of thing too. But it's uh, it's a tough spot to be in. You got to definitely trust who you're you're in business with. You don't want to hate to see that happen, but it's a crime, so you can you can proceed kind of two different avenues there. Uh, but that was a good that was a good question from ChatGPT. Let's see. Uh, so here's the next question that we're, my neighbor's tree is causing damage to my property. What can I do to make them remove the tree? What do you think about that, Joe? Ah, oh, that's a pretty good question, robot. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty, pretty top notch question. Uh, top notch question. There. I've researched this specific issue. I've written a demand letter regarding trees on neighbor's property in North Carolina, and you can't actually make them remove it. You can, they need to maintain the tree. Any branches that are hanging over your property, you have a right to cut those back, uh, but not to the point where it damages the tree itself. Um, unless the tree is about to fall on your house, there's not a lot of recourse if the tree trunk is fully on your neighbor's property. Yeah, we had uh, we had one not too long ago where the, the tree was clearly like an, uh, an expert, an arborist or, or whoever it was could diagnose without being on that person's property. Just they could diagnose it with a disease. It was going to get worse and worse and worse. And then you put those people on notice. And once mm-hmm. once 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 the owner of the tree has noticed like, hey, this we're, we're telling you this tree is d- diseased. We're you know, we're very worried about what it's going to do. Um, you know, hopefully you can force the issue, but yeah, there's not a lot you can, you know, you can do there cause you, you don't own it. And, um, uh, that's always a, that's always a weird, there's a lot of tree laws in North Carolina, right? There's a lot of crop mm-hmm. laws and there's a lot of tree laws and what you can and can't do with, with trees and crop and, and dirt. I have, um, oh man, I can't remember what it's called, but I have all these, uh, there, I went through this phase where I collected like turn of the century law books, like law books from like the 1800s. And I, I, I don't know why. I just thought that was cool to do. Anyway, I collected them and they're fun to fun. I'm doing air quotes again, fun to read. Um, but there's a whole section in one of these is from like 1887. And it's a real property. It's an, it's not North Carolina specific, but it's a real property uh, book. that kind of just talks about statutes and case law. And, and it talks about dung, right? It has a whole section on, on dung and when dung can be removed from property and when it's who owns it. And I was like, wow, man, that's a lot of, uh, do you have other hobbies? <laughs> sometimes, Look, man, sometimes Josh I play pong. Studying up on, uh, Josh has been playing his pong, studying up on uh, turn of the century dung law. <laughs> dung, 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 dung. Yeah. Uh, but I, I pointed that to my kids one day. They thought it was funny. That's a, you one know. Of my, my great-great-uncle was one of the top dung lawyers in the county <laughs> back in his day. He knew how to handle dung. They set a lot of the dung precedent, and uh, yeah. All right. Next question. We're moving, moving right now. I'm, I'm doing some, I'm doing some uh, big skipping, so we're not going to number these things anymore. My child was injured at school. Can I sue the school for damages? That depends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe. There's a chance you can. Yeah. Maybe so, robot. Yeah. It's, this is another negligence question, right? So you got to figure out what happened. 
could the school have prevented it? Did the school allow it to happen? Did your kid pretty much just, you know, do a 180 off monkey bars and hurt himself? Yeah, anytime you're talking negligence, you're talking elements that have to be fulfilled, right? And you're mm-hmm. talking, you get into the, the discussion of the, the duty of care. And the, it, it's, it seems cliche at this point, right, to say that it depends. But without that, next time you ask the robot, man, I think you need to ask for more specifics. I think you need to tell the robot, to tell, and it obviously it can because it, it wrote an entire season of uh, what was it? Legally, Legally hilarious, hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm shocked at how much I, I was just going to say the same thing. I'm, I was like, because I got so much detail. I shared that with my friend Joseph. Uh, how much detail we got on Legally Hilarious. And uh, well, this question is like seven words, but. Anyway, we're up against another break, so we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and finish off these questions. All right, more questions from the Outlaw Liars, and again, uh, going to have some fun with the chatbot GPT-formulated listener questions that's coming up on the other side. If you've got a legal situation that you're facing, you can always contact Whitaker & Hamer Law Firm, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. You can call 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186, and leave your contact information Briefly, what that call is about, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And if we want, well, if you want us to answer one of your questions on the air, you can always email that to us, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back to wrap it up right after this. Back into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, hosts of this program, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. Joining us on the program from the Moorhead City office, Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. Offices conveniently located around the state, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and again, as mentioned, Moorhead City. More questions? We'll wrap it up with these. All right, we're we're gonna fight our way through this list. I I, I had to stop for a minute. I, I woke up with heartburn. Have you ever done that? Have you ever woken up with heartburn? That's really affecting me today. Mm. You ever, has that ever happened to anybody besides me? You woke up schedule. Uh, I mean, most like woke up like it woke you up from the night. No, 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 no. I slept perfectly. What did you, uh, you have for dinner last night? Chocolate peanut butter overload ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I know that for dinner. dinner. Yeah. That was your main yeah. course. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the banana pudding variety and. And I think I made the right choice because I did not wake up with heart. A lot of times me and Joe just get together and eat ice cream. We like to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what we do. That's how we do the law so good. We just stare into each other's eyes and slowly digest. Intertwine your arms and eat the soft yeah, serve yeah, ice cream. I get it. No, no, no. We're, we, we stay at least two inches away from each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. We're, all right. My, no, we're not going to do that one. Mm, look at this. Look at this. This is a question. I was injured on public property. Can I sue the government for damages? I feel like. Chat GPT is just being lazy at this point. Yeah, man. That's basically the child injured at school question. Questions. If you got 15 questions, it still had the energy to pump out, you know, some solid, at least a solid 13. Oh, here's one. All right. This one. All right. I'll read this one. And he has a lot. Chat GPT has a lot of problem with neighbors. My neighbor's loud music is keeping me up at night. What can I do to make them stop? What do y'all think about what that? What kind one? of music is it? I don't know. It doesn't say loud, <laughs> loud and offensive. I'm, I'm this guessing. This is the thing. This is this is not a. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. We can answer this robot's question, but I think this is. I think it's important to understand, like the the Chat GPT model, right? It learns. 
from people. So the fact that it's got a lot of problems with neighbors, I think that's representative of the fact that there's a lot of general problems with neighbors amongst the general population because that's, that's what it does, right? It analyzes data and it, it learns and, and develops its algorithms based on that. So I think that's a commentary on our society. Okay. That wasn't an answer to the yeah, question. Fair, fair <laughs> enough, I suppose. The a fair uh, point. Uh, <laughs> one of your property rights is the right to quiet enjoyment. That doesn't mean silent enjoyment, um, but most communities do have like decibel guidelines essentially about neighbor's noise and have time guidelines as well. So uh, if it's after a certain time and above a certain volume, you can definitely make a report to whichever local authorities and they will come tell them to turn it down. And eventually uh, enough reports could be some solid proof in a civil claim for um your for quiet nuisance. enjoyment rights. Yeah. Yeah. Nuisance. yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these problems, you've got your call the cops, right? You got your criminal criminal side, uh, you know, solution. And then, you know, depending to what extent it gets to, if that's not working, there's also, you know, you can sue people civilly. It's like when people, uh, it's like when OJ, he didn't get found guilty of, of murder. Right. But it, he still got sued for wrongful death in civil court and lost a lot of money. Right. So there's always a criminal side and a civil side. We can all learn from OJ and what happened to OJ. Teaches Wait, a lot of legal what, lessons. What, what it's like the dark side. OJ, man. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out here that you're advocating for the dark side, <laughs> and it's like you're telling us that OJ should be our mentor. Look, I'm just saying you can learn a lot of life lessons from the Emperor and OJ Simpson. Like things, let's let's clarify things maybe, not to do. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we, we should just get to another question. The show took a wrong turn. They did. We're going the wrong turn. We could also take I the neighborly approach and ask them yeah. to turn it down. Hey, um, here's you a can learn a lot from Ted Bundy <laughs> 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 of what not to do. Right? Yeah, like that's exactly to. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. murder. Don't murder people. All right, we got a we got a legit question here. It's another tree question. Last question. Last question. All right, and this is going to go to Cassandra. This is Cassandra's oh, yeah. question. She's our arborist. <laughs> now that I'm the tree. Yeah, tree expert. <laughs> my neighbor's tree fell on my property and caused damage. Can I make them pay for repairs? That's the question. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, like you were mentioning earlier, Josh, it's, it's a lot better if you have proof they were on notice of it. So if you already knew that tree was ill and told them that or had a letter sent to them to that effect, um, that's really going to help your case saying that they need to pay for the damage likely they're they're responsible to some extent either way but the more you can show they knew that it should have been taken down before it fell on your house uh the better yeah if, it, if it's a if it's an otherwise healthy tree that no one would have had notice and a, you know a strong wind like just blows it down you know that's not there's not going to be a lot of liability uh there a lot of these things are all you know you have to have some sort like you said some sort of some sort of notice. Um, and this can also be a fight between your insurance company and their insurance company, um, depending on the circumstances. Yeah, I always approach insurance, you know, just just in personal and business life, you always want the most insurance that you can justify paying for because someone might hit you who's not insured, right? You might have, there's a lot of things that could happen where you wouldn't necessarily be able to recover from the person who's actually may be responsible for the for the damage so you definitely want to make sure uh you've always got as as much insurance as you can justify uh getting because we you know we 
you know, as lawyers, we see everything that happens, right? All the all the weird, mm-hmm. bad stuff that could possibly happen. We, it happens to people because we we see it and, and help them through it. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Chat GPT. I was really excited this when I put this together. And then, like I said, we didn't read these questions ahead of time, but it was very. I don't know. These were kind of fun. This was a broad swath of practice areas. Yeah, it's it like- felt productive. You know, the, you just liked all the tree questions. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's right. The chat, More tree questions, chat. The, the chat GPT, it may have passed the bar, but it, it you couldn't tell it from the questions it was uh, it was asking us. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Maybe we'll write our own questions next week or actually use our listener questions and we won't depend on chat GPT. But I can't promise it because I'm very fascinated with it. I tell you, a lot of fun, guys. A lot of fun. All right. The Outlaw Lawyers in the books. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And also joining us from Moorhead City, attorney Cassandra Nicholas, also with Whitaker and Hamer. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you've got questions you need answers to, you can always call the firm 800-659-1186 that's 800-659-1186 and leave your contact information briefly what the call is about an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and you can always email those questions to the show we'll answer them on a future broadcast questions at theoutlawlawyer.com another show in the books we'll see you on the radio next week hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of the show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.